We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, Lucky Lefty Podcast? It is a beautiful Wednesday in the Midwest, so much that the Notre Dame staff threw us a loop today. Uh, They hit us with an email last night, and everything went crazy when we got to South Bend. We'll talk about that. Lucky Lefty Podcast, I'm your boy Sean Davis. Left will be here shortly, brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. If you drink, by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. It's a great day. Another practice report. Look, feel good about this team. I walked away from this practice feeling like there's definitely more talent on each side of the ball, definitely more offensive weapons, more ways for Notre Dame to attack defenses and just bolstered in the things that I already felt, right? This team had tremendous, I mean, this is 7.30 a.m. Eastern time, and this team had tremendous energy today, tremendous energy today. They carried the day throughout practice. They started with Coach uh, Biagi and the special teams group uh, just going at it, tons of energy, making plays, focusing on, you know, gunners, getting downfield, beating the block, making tackles. And then they took the freshmen towards the end of the special teams group. They took the freshmen through a little bit of a initiation, and it was really cool. It was really cool. It was almost like the – the veterans got an opportunity to get their licks on some of the freshmen. So kudos to Coach Freeman, Notre Dame, uh, public relations, media relations, and affording us the opportunity to view a full practice. And this is something we talked about yesterday, right? It was supposed to be five periods today. It went from five periods to ten. And then midway through practice, they came and told us that we were allowed to stay for the entire practice. So it's lots to get to coming up in about 25 minutes. The one and only Lee Beckton, former Notre Dame running back, will join us right here. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see what he has to say. He is definitely in tune with the golf package over in Ireland. Don't forget, August 21st through 22nd, exclusive tours. If you're very interested or interested and just want to get more information, go to exclusivetours.com for the packages. They have golfing packages. They have non-golfer packages. He's coming on to talk about that. And then talk about Notre Dame and just the long history of running backs, man. I mean, this young man, you know, I still call him a young man. One of the best running backs to ever come out of the state of North Carolina and to hit campus and have the Brooks and Battises in front of him and to go on the streak of 100-yard games in 1993, go on to the NFL 
and the ambassador he is and has become for Notre Dame football. Look forward to hearing from him. I see your questions. I'm waiting for left. I'm trying to get left in here. I see your questions and comments. There he is. There's my dude. He's smiling. He's smiling because of stuff because of some things I told him on the phone on the drive back. Yeah, that's why his smile. That hey, let me tell you something, man. Left. I, I said this jokingly once. But I say this in all serious, my brother. You might need to prepare your heart to be the second best eight to play at Notre Dame, bro. Hey, I'm I'm just keeping it a buck with you, man. Just That's get right. your heart, get your heart ready. Get that's your okay. heart ready. That's get okay. Your heart. I, I, I accept that because I'm glad that he's the one that's doing it, man, for sure. Get your heart ready to possibly be the second best number eight to suit up at the quarterback position. Let's go ahead. Let's um and don't forget, today is the last day. Look, hey guys, help us out. Please help us out. All right. Because this is the business side of Lucky Lefty Podcast. By the time we get to fall camp, our podcast will be audible, edible, daily, over at CFB Nation on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Exclusively. We will no longer be available on the Irish Breakdown feed. Now, from a business standpoint, you have to understand why. We post after our show is done. They post right after their show is done. Right? And our shows are both so great that one gets put under the other show after we post shows. Right? And so it really doesn't give the audience time to really lock on on both our shows daily. Specifically our show. Right? And we're doing fantastic. Right? We've definitely... Uh, grown much faster than the people we've grown most faster than most people thought we would when we locked in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And once again, we appreciate just the brotherhood and connection to Irish Breakdown, B. Drisk, the opportunity he gave us. And right now, we want you to go find CFB Nation on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on your Android, your iPhone, or whatever tablet you use. Find it. Search CFB Nation, tap in, subscribe, set up automatic download on Apple Podcasts, and every time we drop something, like exclusively today, Lee Becton, the interview is exclusively on CFB Nation. That's the only way you can listen to it. It's the only way you can get that edible today from Lucky Lefty Podcast via CFB Nation. I'm telling you, man. Man, we sound that so good. Killing me. Man, we sound so good. Consumers, they just consume it. They just eat it up. We sound so good. Leave us five stars. Leave your comments. Don't forget about the Lucky Lefty Podcast YouTube page. Right? Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Most of all, if you're watching us now, just take one moment. It's a little thumbs up button right there under the screen. Right there. Just hit the thumbs up for us. We greatly appreciate it. We are the home of the misguided passion. We are audio edible and we are the audible edible. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We see your comments. We see the super chats. We'll get to those shortly. So let's talk offense. Notre Dame, we talk about the quarterback situation, right? So left, I pull up. And um, LL, I pull up. I get there. We walk in, like I said. We got an email last night around 11 o'clock saying that we were getting five extra periods to view the team today. So I'm like, okay, cool. We get there. We're all up on the second floor. They're going through drills like they normally do. And the horn goes off. And the next thing we know, the whole team just runs outside. (laughs) So everybody's upstairs like, okay, I guess we're practicing outside today. So we all pick up our backpacks and our belongings. We jet outside, and, yo, it was a spirited practice. It it really was. I love the energy of this team. I love the way they support each other. I love the way they compete against one another. Um, Jay Mickey and Brandon James, they were going at it today. Jay Mickey was talking to them. Uh, Deion Cozy. So we can we start with the wide receivers. Because I see it's already been put out there on social media. Deion Cozy had a really good day today. He looks real he must he looks much faster. He looks much twit twitchier, quicker. Uh, he had a rep today, one-on-one against Ben Morrison, where he flat-out beat Ben Morrison on the post route. Flat-out beat him on the post route. Couldn't bring in the pass. Was hit him dead in his hands. But he definitely won that one-on-one with Benjamin Morrison. And he just looked really nice today. Nice, long strides, much faster than previous, what we've seen from him previously. Lorenzo Styles Jr., he took some reps with the defensive backs. Well, let's not overreact. Okay? He took 90% of his reps were with the wide receivers. For whatever reason, he decided to go and show his dual capabilities on both sides of the ball. And, man, he had one rep against Braylon James where he just got locked on to a man. The man had just rolled him out of bounds. Lorenzo's man, Lorenzo has transformed his body. He is a really big dude. He's a really big dude. A lot of people don't know that he was recruited at cornerback for Ohio State. Ohio State wanted him to play cornerback, and he chose to come to Notre Dame because he wants the opportunity to play wide receiver. So, you know, before people start overreacting, um, yeah. 
we did not see <clears throat> Christian Gray today. Uh, someone that I not, did not see. Uh, Jalen Sneed, I didn't see him. Um, someone told me that Jalen Sneed more than likely should be back before the end of this week. We'll see if that holds up. But hearing that makes me feel really good about the young man. Wide receivers today have moments. They have moments. I can tell you one wide receiver that with each week is getting better, and that's Chris Tyree. Chris Tyree was really good today. He, he really was. He jumped out multiple times, one-on-ones. Uh, yeah, man, it's just one of those things. So I'm getting work done on my in, the, in on my crib, so I did, I had to talk to him. My bad. It's all good, but we're talking about the wide receivers left, and talking about how they, you know, kind of like the offense in total, up and down day, up and down day. Uh, I told him Deion Cozy looked fantastic. He looks faster. Twitchier, he beat Benjamin Morrison on a one-on-one. Would you consider the offense's up and down day due to a defense that might be emerging as pretty solid? I mean, we were sixteenth in pass. Uh, we weren't too bad in the run in the country. Is it is it our defense that's really making it hard for us, or what? That would be fair. That would be Cause fair. Because I, I mean, you know, I think. Us versus a Duke talented defense, I think we will have some better days. You know, well let let me we'll we'll get to that because I think Marcus Freeman, there's a reason why Marcus Freeman and Jared Parker, from the practices that we've seen, have chosen to put the Notre Dame offense in certain positions. Right? Today was they did a lot of third down situational third and four and longer which meaning you it was third and four it was third and eight third and nine third and twelve like they just changed the sticks and gave the offense situations you know so and they did that on first down so they focused on first downs today and third downs which every down is important but that first down is important and your third down conversion is important as well. They, based upon what we saw defensively, Notre Dame is expecting to get a lot of pressure this year. That's that's what I surmise from what we're seeing, like because they're constantly putting the offense under pressure, which means they believe that they're going to get pressure. Teams are not about to just sit back and let Notre Dame just run the ball down the throats. See, but we we pick and choose. I would like us to be aggressive like that versus a team like Ohio State. You know, let's not let's not sit back and play safe and not let them get over the top if, if our style fits mm-hmm. getting after the quarterback and, and making plays in the backfield. Yeah, so the wide receivers, like I said, were up and down. I was uh, talking about Chris Tyree and how he is becoming one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best weapons on the offense. Like he's just shifty, getting the ball to him in the slot. You can bring him around on jet sweeps. You can get the ball to him in quick screens. RPOs, he's just a serious weapon going into the season. And I'm sure as he gets more reps, he's going to be even better in fall camp, right? He ran a corner route today where he just, man, he undressed Clarence Lewis. It was just like, and Sam Hartman was under pressure, got hit, and just basically threw it up. And, man, when I tell you, it just floated. As soon as Tyree came out of his cut, Right on the money, right on the sideline. It's one of the best plays of the day against pressure. Is Sam, um, is he getting hit in practice or is it 
You mean just like somebody ran into? No, nah, he got a red jersey on. I mean, oh okay. I thought it was like a live period or something. You know, yeah, it was a live period to the point they were rushing the passer, but nobody's like taking them to the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, that's a big thing for them too. Like, they don't want anybody on the ground. Mm. They got Aldrick in a red zone uh, uh, snap, hit somebody in the hole and bounced off of them. <laughs> And they call the whistle because they call it on contact. And I'm like, nah, bro. I don't know who he just lit up, but. Yeah, you can't do that with him. <laughs> I don't think that would have been a two-yard game. That probably would have been a touchdown. But the talent is there. Tobias, look, Tobias, look. Let me tell you the most frustrating snap of the day. Tobias Merriweather was to the field, man to man. Bump and run. And Sam Hartman decided to go to the tight end. I can tell you now, everybody that was on the stands, part of the media, just looked at each other like. Because anytime you see Tobias man to man, throw him the ball. Like, it's, it's that – it should be that simple. If he's man-to-man and they have eight in the box, throw him the ball. Or they're showing pressure, throw him the ball. Back shoulder, fade, fly route, you know, stop it, you know, come back, whatever, slant, just get him the ball. And I think that was one of his misses today. During the pressure periods, I would say – before I get to this, bro, your film evaluation, if you have not seen the film evaluation of Kenny Mitchie, done by this guy right here, Malik Zaire, and his evaluation of Kenny Mitchie from watching him at the Elite 11 this year, your film evaluation is probably the best piece of work you've ever done on this show, bro, for Kenny Mitchell. I'll, I'll say this, and then I'll let you just get into it. This young man has been on campus for two and a half months. They've only been practicing for over a month. The ability for this young man to change arm angles, change trajectory, and change the speed based upon the ball he wants to throw. His ball placement for a freshman is just bananas, bro. Bananas. He threw he threw a ball. I forget who it was. Let me get the, he basically he threw a ball that split the DB and the safety so perfectly. It was like, if it was, because it was like a third-string walk-on receiver that he threw it to. But if it was like one of the starters, it would have been the best throw of the day. I mean, it was right, man. It was like literally right over the top of the DB and just to the outside shoulder to where the safety was still coming over. And it was just, it was just pretty. It was just pretty. And I'm sitting there like, all right, CJ might have to sit down when he gets to Notre Dame, bro. Mm. He just might have to sit down for a year or two. Mm. That's great to hear. He, he might have. And I, you know what I like? They're taking their time with him. They're taking their time with him. He doesn't get a lot of reps during the pressure periods. See, they're using the pressure periods to prepare Tyler and Sam. They're preparing Tyler and Sam, who, by the way, Tyler Buckner got the bulk of the reps with the ones. I want to point that out today, too. Tyler Buckner got the bulk of the reps for the second practice that we've watched. Tyler Buckner is the number one quarterback with the ones. Yeah, I mean, 
from how it's been seeming, it seems like for Tyler, he just has the advantage with the confidence in the offense and just operationally. Obviously, Sam's not going to operate as well as Tyler. And plus, with Sam not being uh, having a special attribute that you would say that's over Tyler necessarily, it, it, it makes Tyler more in a capper position for his job to lose, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Now, from a political standpoint, you want to have Sam off of accolades and narrative and and hopes and, and, and accomplishments. Mm-hmm. But from situationally, Tyler Bugner obviously is a more comfortable and confident in his position with the offense and running the system. And, you know, it helps that Gerard Parker is, has been there with him uh, indirectly, but also directly enough to where he knows what Tyler is good at, what he what he can use, what he doesn't use. So from a fit perspective, Tyler right now in the spring is a better option if you just talking about running practice smoothly. Mm. Um, a commitment to Sam would be, in my opinion, in this effort, it has to be all out to where you're not doing a back and forth day only because if he's not – uh, the talent of a, a Cam Newton or a Trevor Lawrence uh, coming in, that he has to have everything go right for him, which involves building the whole system, which is why Joe Burrow, who isn't necessarily special uh, physically in any aspect, now he's throwing ADR bombs or, you know, fast as lightning or anything. So his it took him two years at LSU. Mm you know, to, to do it. And maybe Sam is of that same uh, stature of quarterback to where it takes him a second before, you know, he becomes that wake force his senior year because his freshman year definitely wasn't what his senior year was. And, but for some guys like a Kyler Murray or um, some of these Bryce Young, where they first come in, it's on and popping. You know, their best year is their first year. So I don't think Sam's that type of guy, which is why, um, you know, in this situation, the coach is probably looking at Tyler like, man, these kids take a huge step. And his confidence around the team, the guys love him, mm-hmm. which, you know, I told you before, Tyler should have been starting back when Jack Cohn was here. Yeah. So yeah. from it's, it's seeming to me that from a team fit, Tyler obviously should be the next guy in line based off of him being more athletic than Sam and also the fact that he's been there for this is third year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and the only thing that would have changed it is if Andy Lugwig came in instead of a guy that was already on staff. That just just benefited Tyler that much more. That's a good point. I never looked at it that way, man. Lucky Enough, the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation exclusively. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The offensive line, the, both groups look pretty good because once again they were put under fire, right? You know they put in a lot of situations with stunts, pressures today. I think both groups held up for the most part. Gave the quarterbacks, you know, enough time to make plays. Of course, Tyler's ability to get out of the pocket and run 
looks a little different in that period. But I'll tell you this. You have to love those two tackles, man. They are really dominant. They really are. And then I want to say shout out to Emil Wagner and the second group. Because I thought the second group, they had one of the best red zone drives for a touchdown that ended up in a holding stage seven-yard touchdown pass from Tyler Buckner. I think they they did such an incredible job during that period. And, you know, it's easy to overlook the second group when you know what you have on the first group. But, you know, shout out to them. Emil Wagner, Tosh Baker, Pat Coogan, Ashton Craig, Rocco Spindler. Uh, they did well, they did a pretty good job today. Yeah, and it's really good to see that those guys that are can be sometimes forgot about when written the stories of Notre Dame football and for them to still have impact and still pushing the pack. At the end of the day, those are the guys that's making the roster full, making the team competitive, is the guys that are pushing the pack. They're not necessarily the guys in the front leading the pack, but the guys in the middle uh, motivating and continuing to uh, follow the lead by the best players on our team. So Emil Wagner is still a talent in and of itself, and I think it'll blossom in a role uh, as he gets more comfortable and grows in that spot, just like the rest of those guys. That's how it works. You usually have the guys that are bona fide starters that come in that you know that pan out and the guys that take time to develop and find their footing and, and everybody has their different pace, but uh, when they find it, which I believe Marcus Freeman has the, a great coaching staff to unlock that ability in these players, you'll really see uh, a plethora of guys and, and reasons why Notre Dame puts Notre, uh, NFL talent in the draft every year. And even though we're not first-round picks, we're making one of the seven rounds. <laughs> we leaving here with something. <laughs> Oh, boy, you're wild for that one. Let me tell you something, man. You worry about the backups in certain situations, right? Who's going to be the backup if you lose a Joe Alt in the middle of a game or a Blake Fisher in the middle of a game? Uh, Emil Wagner is a really good backup at right tackle. Tosh Baker at left tackle. Who got some snaps at left tackle before Joe Alt eventually took over after Blake Fisher got injured in the first game? of the 2020 season um or 21 season shall i say it's you have to feel good you have to feel good i do think charles jagasaw is going to challenge for some time once he gets in in the fall you know he's rehabbing from his minor minor procedure i talked to him maybe a couple of weeks back said he's feeling good says rehab is kicking his butt he was recently at one of the practices, but he's, he's definitely on schedule to be ready to go when fall camp begins. So uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the offensive line. And I said before, it seems like Marcus Freeman and Jared Parker expect to see a lot of pressure from opposing defenses. And they're pretty much saying, look, we might as well put pressure on our own offense to get them prepared for what they're going to see the majority of the year. Yeah, I think the strategy, you know, I think other teams know Sam Hartman isn't great with pressure and being with a better offensive line, I think we'll have a greater chance, not against our defense who sees us every day to have more success on a, in a game basis. So it'll be interesting, um, just the development of how we grow into the fall coming out of the spring. I think the spring game will tell a lot. And even though it's going to be vanilla on the play calling, it should be because you want to be able to see and highlight what Sam does great, what Tyler does great, and what we're prepared to see in the future. I just want to see highlights from the the skill positions. I want to see, obviously, the defense hitting home, not just, you know, uh, making it look good, but making it productive, getting some TFLs. You're seeing some young guys flash the D-line. And anything, those guys that have fun and see if we can score points. You know, the spring game usually was about who can score the most, uh, and, and have the most fun doing it. And it'll be good to see a lot stressful, uh, a lot less stressful um, spring game than it was in the past. <laughs> I think you're on mute. You're on mute. I'm interested in seeing if they continue the trend that we've seen in practice or do they loosen it up and go more vanilla 
for the spring game to allow people to see plays being made. And well, I would probably lean more doing it for Tyler only because, you know, I'm not trying to expose what Sam doesn't know and not comfortable with yet. I might just do some basic stuff, try to give him some shots to take, show off the arm a little bit, throw a couple screens, maybe a couple plays he ran at Wake Forest if we integrated some. But in terms of game planning with him, I think it's just a case-by-case basis, really a three-game case basis where I just really sit him down and be like, can you win us these three games and do it the way that we uh, know how to do it at Notre Dame? And then we can give Tyler the other ones because for reps and experience, you get drafted off these three games. So, I mean, that's a fantasy, obviously, because he can't just turn it on for three games to turn off. So he's going to need these other games to get into it. But I do think that there's a, a role that Sam could play that's helpful, but also not uh, – it doesn't have to be the savior for the mm-hmm. offense. It can be helpful. Hell, I mean, consistent quarterback play right now will be helpful. <laughs> Two healthy quarterbacks that are productive can be helpful. Yeah. So it's not that we need him to throw 500 yards a game, but – can you get in those third down situations that you saw in practice? Can you be successful in those attempts? Because that's the thing that was holding Tyler back outside of being healthy was decision-making. But if it's, if it's coming down to a competition between decision-making and who can start, I'm going with Tyler because I brought you in to be the better decision-maker. But if you on equal footing, if not a little <coughs> is he more comfortable with what we're doing, it's going to be hard not to put Tyler in the game when Sam doesn't do well because Tyler has just solidified his spot not only with team chemistry, but, you know, he's he's pretty pretty talented. Yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that to an extent. Uh, some of the things you pointed out, is to, you know, telling people to relax at this point, Tyler Buckner should be more comfortable in this offense. He should be a little bit further ahead as far as checks and how to deal with things when it comes to pressure, which both of the quarterbacks have seen a lot of. So we'll see. Either Notre, Notre Dame's developing two really good quarterbacks, right? But as you say, left, you can only have one mo- gorilla in the locker room, bro. You yeah. can only be one silverback. And only that's- one top dog. And you can't fake it. Don't fake it. And that's the thing. When you fake it, it doesn't work. And because it naturally comes out like the, the top dog going to be like, all right, stop the nonsense. I need to focus. Which is do usually you, reps. Do you take anything from the fact that it seems like Tyler Buckner has not just folded and accepted the circumstances? I mean, you can't do much. I mean, he's tied in with the degree. He chose not to leave. He chose to accept when they told him basically after he got hurt, sound like, which was week two of last year that they was going to bring another guy in. So, I mean, him accepting the circumstances but being able to stay level-headed, you know, and, and still be able to develop in in the way he's developing, it's just unfortunate him not being able to stay healthy in those moments has even in he wasn't healthy for the spring game last year. So right. it just doesn't it, – it's a disconnect between Tyler and what his impact on the team can be, which is the reason why Sam is here. If Tyler at least made more appearances, I don't think they would have felt confident enough to bring Sam in, even if he didn't – you know what I mean? So I think that it's such a – a, a mystery box that you hmm. give Tyler that I think that they lean on Sam's consistency to know that, okay, at least we know we can make it through a season with him. Hmm. So with that, you can't, it's hard to judge whether he's ready or not. I still don't know if he's ready or not. He's obviously he's operating well, but he ain't been through five games straight yet. You know, that's a good point. Yeah, it was good to see Logan dig back out there. He was not in live reps, but he went through stretching. And he was, you know, going through certain drills. Um, 
running backs, <laughs> honestly, running backs were, were picking up pressure a lot. They got a lot of reps of picking up pressure today from the live periods. And not only that, uh, they were very involved in the passing game because of the pressure periods, um, quick routes, quick screens, uh, option routes. So the versatility, Jabron Payne was really good catching the ball out of the backfield, swing routes and quick routes and, you know, getting upfield and making people move. Now the running game really didn't get going today because it was facing pressure. And I would, let me tell you something, bro. It's one thing to see a certain player improve, but when the rest of the team starts recognizing that he's a dude, that's when you know, like, wow, okay. We're, we're going to talk about that when we get to the defense. Because it's the same thing I noticed watching Benjamin Morris practice in the fall last year. The same thing is happening for another young man this year. We'll talk about that. Um, you touch offensive line, running backs, like I said, they didn't do too much. You know, I watched them go through drills. Most of their thing today was picking up blitzes from the nickel packages and the pressure packages. The offensive line, both lines, in my opinion, were solid. Both lines were solid, holding up against pressure, giving the quarterbacks opportunities. Quarterbacks were uneasy, uh, up and down with some of the throws, had opportunities to hit receivers one-on-one, -on -one, especially the tight ends over the middle, and just whether it's a little bit too high, a little bit too wide, just couldn't connect. Opportunities were there. You know, opportunities were there, but as far as just making the throws, I will say this. Sam Hartman made a beautiful back shoulder throw to Deion Cozy. I think uh, to beat Chance Tucker. It was a beautiful back shoulder. And uh, Deion went, went down and got it and hauled it, hauled it in, and that was a big-time throw. I'm trying to think did any other plays really jump out. I talked about the red zone, uh, touchdown to hold the stays. Lorenzo had a play on the RPO where conceivably you could have said he might have taken it to the house, but I think the safety might have come over. But it would have been a nice game. So uh, Tobias, man, had a great day. The freshmen continue to look impressive. Um, all three at some point in the practice, um, a veteran receiver had to come grab them and, and line them up correctly. <laughs> Yo, they're, they're live, rep. Now, this is something that, that we didn't see last year. Jared Parker is on the sideline doing these live reps. Okay. With his headset on. And, you know, he has the quarterback and the dummy called signaling in plays like it's a regular game. Oh, okay. So he's not off. He's not reading. No, his coaches are coaching. Like I said, he's, he hasn't said one word to a quarterback. In any practice that I've seen, I've yet to see Jared Parker say one word to a quarterback. He ain't even looking. I mean. Oh, he's not even around. Like, yeah, he's walked, he? on, he's, he's walked onto the field in the huddle. You know, so where is he at times? For instance, like individual drills, like when the quarterbacks go do their drills, where is Jared yeah. Parker at? Where is he standing at? Next to Marcus. Okay, so he's floating around. He ain't floating around like off. No, no, no. He's usually right around the wide receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks. Joe Rudolph is with the offensive lineman, and then Joe Rudolph and Al Washington. You know, they combine and then up. they split. They link up and then they split to go through drills and things like that with the offensive defensive line. But, dude, when they go to live period, he is he is simulating the game. All of the coaches have their headsets on. They are simulating the game. Gino Gadouli has his headset on. They're getting the calls in. I will say they are focusing on getting to the line of scrimmage. Like, dude, that's one thing I heard them say from the sideline today. Get on the goddamn ball. 
He was telling Tyler, like, what are we doing? Get on the ball. So that's something he wants them to do, pick up the pace. You know, today they did with that check with the sideline a couple of times. I didn't like that. I'm like, dude, look, man, call the play. Call the play. Call the play. Tyler's been here long enough to check out or know what to do. Let's let's go. But other than that, I, I like the way they set up practice. They're making it very much similar in the spring to what you're going to see in a normal game day setting minus the noise. So. Well, I think it's giving us some hope. You know, giving us some hope. I'm excited that uh, Gerard Parker is – is came into the role with a with his with his mind on a mission. At least he's focused on operationally uh, making sure that when we get in game, it doesn't look any different. And I think that's Marcus Freeman's philosophy: make practice look like the game. And he's taking it to that extent. He bring out the headsets, man. In practice, man. You see, you in, the spring. in the spring, in the spring. <laughs> so. I can only imagine um, how comfortable the guys around can feel because they're like, if he's doing this now, I know in the fall I'm, I'm not going to expect a wild difference where I'm like hit by like, oh, he's standing next to me now. No, he's the same he's always been. I can date back to when he first started. He's then yeah. we in the fall game kickoff season one. He's doing the same thing with the headset. So um, that's a good way to show the team that you're serious, but also – um, committed to what you came in saying, and I think that's what can can last a long time. Uh, it was funny today. Uh, JT Jane Thomas ran a beautiful out and up route, beautiful out and up route, and Sam Harbin didn't pull the trigger. And by the time Sam Harbin looked to a second or third option, you know, the pocket was collapsing, and he just had to throw the ball away. And Chancey walked right up to JT and was like, damn good route. That's all right. Damn good route. You know, like, that ain't, that's not on you. Damn good route. So, I mean, all of this, you see all of this going on, and Jared Parker's just back there, like, <laughs> look, looking at his playlist, like, what do I want to do next? What am I trying to do next? And, you know, it's also something to him because he has somebody screaming to him because he's not controlling the yardstick. They have some GAs controlling the yardstick. And Mark, you could tell Marcus Freeman has something to do with it. So Marcus Freeman is giving them the heat, the, the eye to move it to third and three, third and seven, third and 11. And, and they're moving it. And then they have to scream out, you know, what it is. And then Jared Parker calls the play. And then yeah. so they're Let trying to make it. Absolutely. So they're putting this offense. I think what they saw early is that this offense in normal settings can do its thing. Just the seven on sevens and normal settings. Okay. Yeah, we can throw the ball around. We can, we can run the ball. And they got to a point they were like, okay, we let's let's really test them. That's testing. See, yeah. but it's still, but it's it's so funny how you know those moments are still hyperinflated only because in a game, one, you don't necessarily, you know, you're in the rhythm of a game. So those same situations can be a different outcome because you're thinking a lot more of different things. You know, when you're in a segment, okay, this is the play call. Mm-hmm. I know the play before, this is practice. We're only, you know, we're starting and stopping. I'm not thinking of too many threats, right? Because you don't have anything to lose. So the intensity that you blitzing with is a little more intense. You, you're coming a little harder because you're like, I give up a touchdown, so what? You know, because it's not, this is practice. Now in a game, that's, that's where you get the slow double safety blitz against Ohio State. <laughs> Because yeah. you're thinking a lot. It's a big moment in the game. We just had a great second down. It's third and long. 
I don't really trust the call, kind of, because I'm like, why we blitzing from so deep on 39 in the Ohio State building in the red zone with C.J. Stroud throwing? You know what I mean? That's a lot to think about. But when you in practice in the nice little bubble, you got this 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 guy named Sam Hartman back there, and you know you feeling yourself. You like, man, I'm, I might I might try to jump the snap. Yeah, you just doing different stuff, you know. So I think it does make it more intense and harder in practice. But in the game, you know, you 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 want you want those situations for a guy like Sam Hartman because now you know, like, okay, when they're when they're trying me like this, mm-hmm. I have to make them pay. Yeah, I got him, and all it takes is one or two over their heads, and you like, all right, let me, let me tighten up a little bit. But if you ain't throwing over the head, yeah, it, it'll look like it's fifteen guys on defense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's really the difference from last year to this year. You see growth in the mind of Marcus Freeman. Right, not so much in preparing his players, but believing in his players, knowing what he has, and saying, I have to make sure that they are perfected. I know what I have now, I have to prepare them for what's coming because I know what's coming. This is the only way teams can really stop us, it's pressure us. Because if you if you sit back with two safeties back. We're about to light you up with this running game. It's, it's, it's a wrap. And then we can pick and choose when we want to take shots. So you have no choice but to pressure us. And then offensively, they know it as a staff. They know it. You have no choice but to pressure us this year. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. That's oh, the yeah, only way you're slowing us down. down. Your, we're going to run the ball down your throat. And they are putting – their offensive line, their offensive unit, and quarterbacks on the fast track to being pressure ready come week one against Navy, right? Because Navy had to do that at halftime of last year's game. They're like, dude, they, they're killing us. We're going to have to just pressure every down. And they ended up being effective against Drew Pine in the second half. I dare Navy to do it again. I, I dare Navy to do it again. I dare Navy to do it. I dare Navy to do it again. Lucky Lefty Podcast.